0: Mother's Day for the moms in here. Uh, we can we celebrate moms and say thank you for thank you for being a mom. It it is um, it is. I think it's fair to say it is the job that makes the world go round. Right? Without moms, like just being a part of life and training, not just their kids but their husbands, uh, we are all better for it. And and uh, right, that, we probably had some wives claim That's true. It's true amen so um so thankful we also know that it's it's mother's day can be difficult for some of us so we we recognize that as well and 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 are praying with you and for you and um uh and uh it's uh it's uh it's uh motherhood is a uh is a blessing but it's also it can be a really sore subject so um we're glad you're here this morning in person we're glad you're watching online and um we uh uh One of the things that we have available today that you saw, I'm just gonna draw attention to it again, is a way to help with the Pregnancy Resource Center to help other moms or future moms in need or maybe um, seeking resources. So you can uh, get one of these on your way out in the lobby uh, and fill it up with some donations and then turn it back in. And this is just how we uh, we love Pregnancy Resource Center. We have people that help there and we support them. And so if you would uh, like to do that, on this Mother's Day, it would, it's a perfect way to, uh, to, um, to help other mothers and future mothers in need. So um, that's an opportunity as well. And then here's a, a cool thing that we're doing as, as New Hope is um, we're trying to become or we're trying to uh, expand our reach. And so uh, one of the things we're doing is we've provided a way for us um, to do podcasts for uh, of our sermons. So we have a new Spotify podcast channel, um, which is really cool. You can just, if you have Spotify, you can search New Hope End. Um, I think that's going on other podcast uh, um, platforms as well. And, and here's the deal. For some people who are like, I just wanna maybe catch up on the sermons, but I don't always log in online or I wanna get it on, on, you know, on the go or in my car or whatever, now you can. And so it'll have a running list of all of our messages. And then we're also, this is pretty cool. Every Saturday... Uh, we're on the radio, and we're on two different stations at two different times. And so if you are um, uh, on Saturday at 8 a.m., maybe you get up and you do some yard work, put your headphones in or whatever, you can tune in. And on 97.5, uh, yeah, that's the local Bend Christian radio station, uh, you can listen to our sermons. Uh, it's a radio program we call Hope That Matters, and you can go online, HopeThatMatters.com. And then at 5.30 on Saturdays is a 94.9. It's a new station, uh, The Dove. Um, we're on there as well. So that's pretty cool, I think. As we just like sort of expand our outreach to like, all right, we want people to be able to 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 tune in so that, uh, especially now, especially given kind of the way the world's changing, it isn't always like you have to get here in person or else. It's okay that that's not always possible. And so, how can we how can we reach out beyond these walls? So um, we're in the series called tuned in and how to listen to god and and we've gone through four weeks now this is our fifth and final week and and we've been talking uh specifically about how we like a radio how we how we tune in to what god is saying to us much like a radio um right now there's radio waves going through this room right now and 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 we can't hear them because we're not properly tuned in but we get a, a radio and an antenna and all of a sudden you can You can hear what's being sent over the radio waves. In a similar way, God is speaking in your life. God is moving in your life, but we aren't always recognizing it because we're probably not tuned in. And so we've looked at the various ways that we say, all right, I wanna focus on what God has for me. I wanna focus on hearing from him. And if you remember week one, we talked, we said this, if I wanna hear from God, I gotta read what he wrote. (laughs) And we talked about scriptures and said this is. It's literally called the Word of God. This is God writing down for us what He wants us to know. All right, what God, give me the like give me the essentials. What do I need to know? Oh it's great. I got in a whole bunch of different translations. W- which way do you want it? right? Here it is. And we said that if I want to if I want to hear from Him, I got to read this. And then the next week we said, if I want to hear from God, I need to have a conversation with him. I need to actually talk. him Um, imagine trying to have a a relationship with a loved one of yours maybe a a spouse or or on this mother's day your mom right we're all thinking about mom you're probably if mom's not not here uh, maybe she's uh, in another state another city you're gonna call mom hopefully right because you want to have a conversation imagine trying to know a loved one without ever talking with them there's just no way right there's no way imagine trying to have a relationship with god without ever talking to him there's just no way and then we said god week three god can speak through anyone anywhere anytime so i need to pay attention we said that god doesn't just speak through his word he doesn't just think speak through prayer that god speaks through other people other people in our lives so i need to be listening for what god might be trying to tell me through other people It may be relatives, it may be your family, it may be a trusted friend, it may be the guy on the stage. God's speaking to you through other people. So I wanna be listening. And last week we said that hearing from God is discovered by interpretation, not observation. And we said that that God speaks to us through our life circumstances, but, but that doesn't mean we always get it right. That just because we go through something, it doesn't mean we're, under, we're interpreting that correctly. We, abso- we make an observation about something happening in our life and we draw conclusions that might not be true. And so what we said was, listen, the way you hear from God in your circumstances is not by, by saying, well, this happened, therefore. It's saying, this happened. God, what do you want, how do you want me to respond? How am I supposed to be thinking about this thing? Speak to me through whatever this, of, this event, this, this instance, this, this thing that happened in my life or someone else's life. What are you trying to tell me? This morning, we're going to look at, at another aspect of trying to hear from the Lord, of tuning in. And, and this one is, is easily the most misunderstood because it's also the most confusing and, and really the most mysterious today we're going to look at how do i hear from god by listening to the holy spirit the very first time we, we started talking about it, tuned in i got a few emails from people saying hey what's the holy spirit's role in this great stick to the end here we go right and, and so this morning we're what is the holy spirit's role in all this as we talk about tuning in and hearing from god i remember when i became a christian um, I didn't know what or who the Holy Spirit was. I never heard these words in that order before, Holy Spirit. I remember I started coming to church and, uh, you know, I didn't grow up in church, so I, I didn't grow up a Christian. So um, when I started going later in life, I it was all new. I'd, I'd heard the name Jesus, certainly. I, of course, I heard, you know, God had thoughts about God, but like, I remember. I remember in conversations, people talking about the Holy Spirit, and then on a Sunday, hearing a uh, pastor talk, say the words "Holy Spirit," and it was sort of a, "What is that?" Like, I, I'm, 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 a Christian. I'm in, okay, but I don't know. I don't know what that means. And 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 it, like, I remember the first time hearing it, thinking, "Holy Spirit, okay, is this like, is this like Star Wars, like real life Star Wars?" Like you got this, this invisible force that you can kind of like is a part of your life and you can use, you know, for good or for bad, you know, depending on the color lightsaber, I think is how they determine, right? And you know, like, how, how, but as Christians, like how do I, I get the Holy Spirit and they talked about being empowered by Holy Spirit and sort of, wait, wait I get power now? Like what, what? What does that mean? I don't understand any of that, but I want to know. And and it was so confusing because I never heard it. And I'm going to guess that even though many of us probably have been in church for, you know, a number of times, maybe maybe years, maybe decades, you've heard a lot of sermons about God, right? The way we say God the Father. You've heard a lot of sermons about Jesus. I mean, we talk about Jesus every week. I'm going to guess that the topic of the Holy Spirit hasn't come up much, right? That you probably haven't heard Nearly as many sermons on the Holy Spirit as you have Jesus or the God the Father, which is why I think it can be so kind of confusing or or um, or unsettling because it's just sort of I just don't know enough to know I don't I don't I don't know. So what we're going to look at today is what does it mean to be led by the Spirit to live by the Spirit to walk by the Spirit? what we'd say to tune in to the Spirit, and we have to start by first. Um, by first answering a few questions, and, and the first question is this: Who is the Holy Spirit? So before we even get into talking about like, okay, how do we? How is the Holy Spirit involved in our lives? We have to we have to have this, I think, discussion of, okay, who is this thing? And what is what is like? What does he do? And how do we know any of this? So here's the first thing that we're going to see: the Holy Spirit is a person he's not a force not a power uh, not an energy not uh, it's not karma it's not chi it's not balance it's not like what almost every religion tries to describe as some sort of like balancing the way of life like no no, no that's that's not what this it's not like christianity's version of karma and reincarnation of good of yin and yang that's not what this is the holy spirit is a person and, and, and that can be confusing the person language because like I'm a person you're a person and so that's when we think of person we think of wait so he's like is he like walking around? like what color eyes does he have? that's, that's an interesting thought like is it that kind of person? And, 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 and that's not it at all like we think of persons as like people but a person in the definition um, in, its, in, its like, uh, in its foundational sense is not like a human. We are, pe- we are a person, but there are other persons. Personhood is different than like humans with skin and flesh. And the Holy Spirit is a person. We'll look at what that means in a second and, and why that matters. But look at what, what Jesus says in John 14. He says this, and I, Jesus, will ask the Father, God the Father, and he will give you, another advocate to help you and be with you not just for a little bit not just while you're on earth to be with you forever and then he calls him the spirit of truth the world cannot accept look at what he says the world cannot accept him not it the world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him but you know him for he lives with you and will be with you we see that that jesus himself says that the holy spirit the spirit of truth is a him much like the father is a him a person we see this that the holy spirit is god himself it's what we call in uh, in in, uh, in theology the trinity right you've probably heard this language maybe you've been if you've been a uh, follower of jesus for a while the trinity is that this that somehow in the, the mystery and greatness of god that he exists not as one person but as three as god the father god the son and god the holy spirit and they're all one god yet they're three different persons so here's what we see in scripture the number of times where all three show up we just read one of them. There's a number of instances, both in Jesus' life and then in Paul's writings, where all three are mentioned at the same time. Here's one of them, where Paul ends. He's right, he's concluding his second letter to the Corinthians. And he says this in chapter 13. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. We see a number of instances where all three are mentioned, and then when we see in Acts that there there are there, there's instances where where the Holy Spirit is interchangeable with the word God Himself. That that they'll say Holy Spirit, and then the next sentence they'll call that same this same person God. The Holy Spirit is not just like a; it's not an angel. It's not a you know a a, 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 a special kind of uh, of a spiritual being. It is God Himself in person we see this the Holy Spirit has his own thoughts and that he prays for us this is incredible that the Holy Spirit thinks has his own mind and that he prays for us look at Romans 8 says says this and he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the spirit Because the Spirit, look at this, intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. This is, maybe you don't realize this or don't, maybe it's just not on the forefront of your mind, but part of the Holy Spirit's role in your life is to pray for you. And here's what's really interesting and kind of hard to understand. He's praying for you to himself. So here's what we see. We see God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, all three in relationship, one God. And here's what, one of the things that they're doing, ready, because we also see that Jesus intercedes on our behalf. One of the things they're doing is they're talking to each other about us. That the Holy Spirit is praying and he's talking to the Father about you. That Jesus is talking to the Father and to the Spirit about you and praying for you. And, and one of the topics that comes up is specifically you, we say like, oh, God, you know, he's talking about all of us. No, no, no. Insert your name, whoever you are. One of their role, one of their, the jobs of the Spirit is to pray, to intercede for you. That's pretty incredible, right? I mean, it's almost hard to fathom that God is talking to himself about you. We see that the Holy Spirit has emotions, in Ephesians chapter four, it says this, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. That, that this Holy Spirit can experience grief, pain. And it can even be caused by us based on what we do, that he's grieved by, by, by the actions of people. We see the Holy Spirit, not only does he have emotions, that he has his own desires, his own will. This is what part of makes him a person, that he can actually decide and make decisions and think and, and has desires and a will. Here's what uh, First Corinthians chapter 12 says. It's talking specifically about spiritual gifts. And here's what, here's what it says. All these are the work of one of the one and the same spirit. And he, the spirit, distributes them to each one of us just as he determines it's the Holy Spirit who decides when we talk about spiritual gifts which, uh, which I, we've talked about before we'll talk about again and we even have ways to like kind of go through and maybe help, to help you discover your spiritual gifts but according to scripture that all of us God gives people his people's spiritual gifts and you know who decides who gets which gift? the Holy Spirit part of what he, he determines who gets what wow, all right He's making decisions for us. Now, today, we're just gonna scratch the surface with regard to the Holy Spirit's role in our life. There, there's no way in one sermon on one Sunday, we can say, all right, you understand everything about the Holy Spirit now? You got it, right? I mean, it's just the third person of the Trinity, but, but I think we spent 35 minutes, we've got it. We, we understood. There's no way. So what we're gonna do, though, is we're gonna look at what is the Holy Spirit's role in, 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 uh, in, uh, in us understanding and hearing from God? what's his role in us participating and experiencing God? One aspect of our involvement of the spirit, what does that look like? And for us to do that, we have to start with, I think, a a foundational truth. And if we get this wrong, then the rest is just gonna be out of alignment. So this is important. Here it is, ready? The place that the Holy Spirit does his work is in your mind. This is so important because I think we also get it wrong so many times. That listening for the, the Holy Spirit happens in the mind. It's not in trying to decipher the circumstances around you or you know trying to consult certain people that maybe are in tune with the spiritual realm. No, no, no. Listen. Listening for the Holy Spirit, the work that He's doing in your life happens in each and every one of our minds Romans chapter 12 speaks to this and then we're going to look at two other passages it says this Paul writes do not conform to the pattern of this world but instead you should do this you should be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you need to think different then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is his good, pleasing and perfect will the, the this this the work of the Spirit of helping us understand God's will for us. It happens in our minds, in our thoughts, in our ability to 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 think and make decisions, and and how we interpret and the right the the voice that is in your head. Like you, I remember um uh, I remember taking a philosophy course a number of years ago when I was in college, and uh, and this was the question that they asked, and. Uh, it's a really simple question until you start really thinking about it Um, and here's the question ready who are you all right I'm Brandon and he goes no no. there's there's a lot of Brandons in this world who are you all right fair I'm Brandon son of Richard (laughs) last name Blumberg. it's weird I know but I'm stuck with it can't change it he said no no that's your name who are you well right now I'm, I'm, I'm a father I've got four kids okay that's a role you have but who are you alright uh, I'm, a, I'm a pastor I work at a church no no that's what you do who are you okay I don't like this question what, what's your next question <laughs> who are you and, and, and here's, here's this is always what happens we're like hey tell me a little bit about yourself who are you I want to get to know you right And here's what we do. We list out all the stuff. Here's who I am. Here's like, that means like, well, here's my name. Uh, Here's what I do. Here's my job. Here's my family. Um, Here's uh, some hobbies that I like. But none of that tells me anything about you. Tells me what you like. Tells me what you spend your time doing. But, But what are you like? Here's what makes you you. Here's the answer to that question. What makes you you? is your mind what often in scripture we'll refer to as like what happens in your soul that's the you like the inner you not the list of accomplishments that you've done not where you work or, or what your family looks like or, or where you live no no you are, are the person like the inside you And and it's that part of you that really only you know, right? Nobody else knows your thoughts, but God himself. So you know your thoughts. He knows your thoughts. No one else does. I mean, your spouse can probably is getting better at reading your mind. Some of us were like, I thought I was good and I am way off. (laughs) But you are you on the inside, and that is where the Holy Spirit does His work on you, on you, the the real inner you. There's two passages we're going to look at this morning, and, uh, and just just that speak specifically about the Holy Spirit's work in our mind. The first is Romans 8, and Romans 8 is is uh, is my favorite chapter in Romans. Romans is an incredible book; it's a, it's a deeply theological book. Um, and Romans chapter 8, for me. Is amazing because it's full of good news and it's full of of the the life that we as believers, if you're a follower of Jesus, the life that you can have because of and in the Holy Spirit. The the, the work that the Spirit does in you, the kind of life that you can have. And it starts off with, with easily the greatest news you're gonna hear today. So if you hear nothing else, you need to hear this first verse. This um this is this is news that should never get old. It should never be taken for granted, yet you don't deserve it. You aren't good enough. It's not because like you're an amazing person, although I look around, you're you nice people. It isn't because you're wonderful that, that this verse is here. You did nothing to deserve this, yet this verse changes the entire destiny of your eternity, your future forever. Now, would you like to hear this verse? Here's what Paul writes in Romans chapter eight, verse one. He says this, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Now stop, you need to hear that again. There is now then therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. I'm telling you right now, this is, this is, this is not good news. It's great news. News. If you memorize scripture, if you don't memorize scripture, it I, doesn't matter. You need to memorize this verse romans chapter 8 verse 1 and you need to remind yourself of this when when things happen when accusations come your way when you feel guilt and shame and you're a, you're a believer you're like you feel like there's going to be judgment or god's like this is not happy with you or punishing you or making your life suffer because you've done something or you didn't or you didn't pray enough or you didn't have enough faith you need to remind yourself of this verse where it says there is therefore now no condemnation there's none For those who are in Christ Jesus, if you're a follower of Jesus, God doesn't look at you and say, Ah, try again tomorrow. Today was rough. (laughs) He looks at you and says, Listen, I don't condemn you. I forgive you. Some of you, you need to hear that. I I was after last service, I was talking with a guy, and he's like, That was my one thing. Like, like, I needed to hear that today. That there is no condemnation. If you're a follower of Jesus, if you're in, if you've been forgiven. You've been forgiven. And that's not a, like a, 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 a one time it happened one day and now you got to ask for forgiveness again. No, 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 listen. There is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Amen. That's just the start of chapter eight. That's just verse one, out the gate. Here's, he continues. He says, for the law of the spirit... Of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. The Spirit brings freedom for where there was sin and death. So, you and I, you and I, the Bible says that we're all slaves. We all have something that masters us, and you can never get away from that thing. You will always, listen, for the rest of your life, you will always have something that is mastering you what he says that all of us we're born into sin which leads to death and all of us have a master of sin if, if, you, if you don't believe me or if you have yet to see this happen like, like tangibly just just have a few children <laughs> and you'll know I, I i remember our kids like we I, you know everyone jokes about it yeah you just have kids and then you'll then you'll see right and we i'm like ah great i'll have kids and and like we're raising them right we're doing what we can and like doing you know that we're you know they're like growing up in church and they're like you know they're too comfortable with church or like you know taking baths in the in the baptismal like okay that's just what we do all right and and listen these these little punks <laughs> i never taught them to lie I never said, all right, now listen, to get out of trouble, you make something up. <laughs> they just knew it. They knew it. And they still do it. And they know it's wrong. And they will still do it to my face. And they're so good at it. Like, okay, did you do that? No, dad, I really didn't. I have you on camera. And, and I'm still, I still think maybe you didn't do it. <laughs> They are so good at sin. It's a part of us. And the longer we're in it, the longer we grow up, the more it becomes mastery of us. And and it's just almost like, I can't get away from it. I can't get away from it. And then what Paul says right here is, the spirit has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death what he says is is you are now you can be set free from this like the master the bondage over you can be broken and 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 instead of what happens like what doesn't happen is great I don't have that over me now I'm free to do whatever I want instead what we're doing is we're replacing one master with another we're saying sin and death and instead no 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 now my master is God himself Now my master is I submit to Jesus and the Holy Spirit. And now I replace one with one really bad one with one amazing, the greatest one that I willingly give my life for. I'm doing this switch. I wanna wanna switch masters. And he says, the Holy Spirit has set you free in Christ Jesus and provides that. And he goes on to continue. This is the gospel. And he says this, for those who live according to the flesh, here's what they do. They set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the spirit set their minds on the things of the spirit. It isn't that they do things of the flesh or that they do the things of the spirit. It begins again in the mind that those who want to follow the spirit, he says, they set their thoughts on the things of the Spirit. And those who want to follow the ways of the flesh, like in the flesh is like it's synonymous with our own like personal desires, what I want. He says, great, just think about those things. Set your mind on those and you will get them. He goes on and says this, for to set the mind on the flesh is death. But to set the mind on the Spirit is life and peace. For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God for it does not to submit to God's laws. Indeed, it cannot. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. We could say this to live by something is to focus your thoughts on that thing. You know this to be true. Whatever it is that you want to do in life, that's the thing you think about. The things that keep you up at night, those are what you're worried about, right? And and, and it, it takes up space in your mind because that is where the battle is. It's in your mind. He goes on to say this in verse nine. You, however, are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If in fact, the spirit of God dwells in you. Anyone who does not have the spirit of Christ does not belong to him. We could say the opposite this is also true then. If you, are, if you do belong to Christ, then you do have the spirit of God. And he says this, but if Christ is in you, although the body is dead because of sin, the spirit is life because of sin. Of righteousness. The Spirit lives in you. You don't live by the flesh. You have freedom from it. You're no longer controlled by the flesh, but rather say, I submit to the will of the Spirit, and it all happens in your mind, in your thoughts. This is why it's so deeply personal. It's also why you can't force someone else to follow Jesus, like to, to have, to choose, to, to have a faith that you have. Like, like, it's all personal. It's you. That's it. You make the choice. Some of us are in this room and maybe you're still deciding, do I want to do this or not? Maybe you're growing up in church. And listen, I, I have four kids um, from age five to 13 in middle school and every one of them, I fully acknowledge like I cannot have their faith for them. I can show them, I can be an example, I can teach them, I can, I can show them what life looks like with and without and, and encourage them. But one day they are get to make a choice. And I pray and I hope that I've done enough to say, here's the, ch- I, I hope I hope you make a choice that, that I think is, that the scripture says this is the right choice, this is the, the eternal choice, this is the godly choice, that you choose God, but I don't get to make that choice for you. In parenting, I, listen, I wish, I wish I did. I wish, I, you know, this is a total tangent, but so, I think some countries are amazing. They have arranged marriages. You know about these things? Where you get to decide, Right? It would be great if we could be like, all right, arranged faith. I get to decide. But it doesn't happen that way. It's personal. We all choose. It's up to you. It happens in the mind. If you are a Christian, a Christ follower, you've decided to follow Jesus, you then have the Holy Spirit. Look what 1 Corinthians 6 says. It says this, do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you? whom you have received from God. You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. Here's what we see. That the Holy Spirit, if you've decided to follow Jesus, you now are a temple, a place where the Spirit, this Holy Spirit lives in you. Somehow, somewhere, God himself is living in you. So we see this. To live by something is to focus your thoughts on that thing. In other words, we can say this. How I think controls what I do. How I think, the decisions that I make, the thing that makes me, me. I make these, this set of decisions, and this is what makes me unique that other people don't. The, the kinds of life that I live, that I've chosen, the things that I do... That determines, that controls how I think, controls what I do. It's the thing that makes you, you. It makes you different than other people. And all of it happens in your thoughts. We, again, we say this. This means that the battle is in your mind, it's in your thoughts. This leads us to our second passage where Paul talks specifically about this battle. He says in Galatians chapter 5, he says this So I say, walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh for the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh so they are fighting each other he says they are in conflict with each other so that you are not able to do whatever you want but if you are led by the spirit you are not under the law here's what he says that the spirit, the Holy Spirit and and your desires, your flesh are at odds with each other and he says you don't get to just do whatever you want like you you aren't set free to then be like right, now I got no rules I can do whatever he says no 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 you still you choose do you live by the flesh or do you live by the spirit but you can't have both they're at odds with each other so which one do you submit to and then he he says this in verse 19 he says the acts of the flesh or the deeds of the flesh are obvious and then he's going to list out a whole list of sins that you're like oh yeah those are bad okay those are those are, those are big ones and he lists out he said listen this is obvious no one needs to tell you but you know what they are but i'm going to write them down anyways and he lists them all out and then he gives up a, a list that is different and and it's it's a list of what a person led by the spirit looks like and what's interesting about this list is that it isn't actions The the list of flesh is all these things that you do, all these sins you commit. But the list that he gives for the spirit is, is not what you do. Look at this list. Galatians chapter five, he says this, but the fruit of the spirit is love and joy and peace and patience and kindness, goodness and faithfulness and gentleness, and self-control against such things there is no law it, it, notice what he says is that this is what a, this is what a, someone who submits to the Lord who's tuned into the Holy Spirit here's what their life looks like it isn't things that they do it's who they are it's the kind of person they are here's what their life looks like it isn't a checklist of like I woke up today okay check I had joy uh, and then the kids woke up so that's gone I had the same thing. Peace, kids. (laughs) It isn't a checklist of it's it's things that I am becoming and 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 becoming more like. And I'm becoming more loving and more joyful and uh, I'm more peaceful and and patient. And I'm becoming more kind and I have goodness and I'm becoming more faithful and more gentle. And I'm getting more self control. This this one is interesting because when you often think of like spirit-led or spirit churches, or, or like maybe you've been in, in denominations or, or church services where it's like, oh, the spirit was moving. It usually means that things were out of control or loud or crazy or unpredictable. But what we see here is that that's not a sign of the spirit. Sign of the spirit actually is, do you have self-control in your life? If you, if you say, no, I'm kind of out of control. I like to wear my heart on my sleeve. I just say it like it is. Okay, you have some work to do. That's, that, you shouldn't be bragging about that. You're, you're lacking some of the fruit of the Spirit, of self-control. He goes on to say this, those who belong to Christ have been crucified to their sinful nature with his passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. I, I, remember, um, I remember a friend being in a kind of a high pressure situation being asked, Specifically, uh, uh, what does it mean to be spirit led? Okay, we talk about this, but like, all right, what does that even mean? How can we expect that of someone? What does that look like? And their response was, well, "Well, being spirit led means means having this the fruit of the spirit increasing in your life. That's it. That's what it means." It means means becoming more loving and joyful and peaceful and patient and kind and good and faithful and gentle and self-control. Like it it means being that kind of person. So for you, how I think controls what I do. So to hear from God, that means I need to renew my mind. And instead of asking what, I should ask how. This is a question we love to ask. Instead of asking this, God, what's your will for my life? Instead of asking that, it's a, it's a fair question. It's not a great question, but it's good. Instead of asking God, what's your will for my life? Like, like, just reveal to me what you want me to do. Where am I supposed to go? What am I supposed to do? What do you have for me next? Instead of doing that, ask, Holy Spirit, how do you want me to live? Oh, that's a different question, right? Instead of saying, God, what is it that you have planned for me that I'm just, I don't want to miss it that's fair instead say holy spirit how do you want me to live what kind of person do you want me to be oh now we're talking about transformation now it's not about like information about the future now it's all right god wants to make me more like jesus to increase in all of this fruit so if I want to hear from God I need to read what he wrote right I need to read the Bible if I want to hear from God I need to have a conversation with him I need to be, be, be talking with him in prayer we saw that God can speak through anyone anywhere anytime so I better pay attention right and then we saw that that hearing from God is, is determined by interpretation not observation that it's not the events that happen it's how I understand them and how I, I perceive them and, and, and how God what are you trying to show me through this and now what we're seeing is to hear from God, I need to renew my mind. Now, listening to God, hearing from God means doing all five of these. It isn't just like, I'll pick that one. It's saying, all right, if I'm gonna be tuned in, if I'm gonna tune in to the right God frequency, it means doing these things. And I promise you, if, if, if these, these five things become like, this is what I'm focusing on intentionally, it will open up a whole new level of faith, a whole new experience of God that you've never experienced before where you're like, okay, people talk about like hearing from God. I think I actually am. And I don't even know what to do about this. Like this this feels kind of odd, but I think it's happening. And and here's, here's the thing. It's contagious. You get excited. You can't wait to tell, like, God, I think God told me that, about this thing. Like, and not like some kook, like, you know, like, you know, uh, God gave me this this prophecy, and I'm I'm I don't know if you know this. I'm going to be the next president, or you know, okay, buddy. No, 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 no. I, I really feel like God's God's speaking to me, and He's teaching me, and He's showing me things like this. Like the like God, God, like the God. Wow, you too can experience that. So, would you do this? Would you stand with me as as we pray and we get ready to to close in worship together as as we talk about what it means to be tuned in to, to the Holy Spirit. So would you bow with me? Lord, thank you that we can know you. Thank you that, that, uh, that you exist in perfect harmony as the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, what we call the Trinity, and, and in perfect relationship. You're not lacking anything. And then somehow, In your wisdom, in your greatness, you've decided to have uh, you, the Holy Spirit, live in us to be a part of our lives. So uh, um, before we continue, you you can keep your heads bowed. Um, uh, Some of you right now, you're saying, I need I need the Holy Spirit in my life. I need more of the Spirit. Like I, I haven't been experienced. I, life's been kind of just maybe routine and maybe I felt distant from God. I certainly don't feel like I'm in, in step and in living alongside the Holy Spirit and tuned into the Spirit. Like I I want that. I want more of the Holy Spirit's influence and work in my life. If that's you, uh, no one's looking. I, w- I wanna pray for you though. So would you just slip your hand up and I'll, I'll, yeah, 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 just... Slip it up and I'm gonna pray. Yep, great, great, great. I mean, by, my hand's up too, by the way. I'm, I want more, I want more Holy Spirit. So Lord, I pray for those of us who are saying, we want more Holy Spirit in our life. We want more of you influencing us. We want more of, uh, of the goodness of the Spirit and the freedom that comes with the Spirit in our life. I pray that, that, that they would experience that this week, that this week, there would be a freshness to their faith and experience that I don't know how to explain this but this thing happened I think I think I might have heard from God himself I think he's trying to tell me something and I, I think I heard him I pray that that all of us all of us would be increasing in the fruit of the spirit and we would be coming more and more like Jesus each and every day we thank you Lord we love you And we pray this in Jesus' precious name, amen.